So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. Welcome back to The David Spizak Show. I thank you for joining. You know... If there's one thing you can count on year in and year out, it seems it is new technology. And while things like AI, facial recognition, and other things have gone to the forefront, it seems like, of conversations lately, and they're likely to stay there, um, the reality is that every single dealership, and for that matter, every organization, relies on technology. And it seems like it's proliferating. It used to be, you know, just a a number of decades ago, not so long ago, that every dealership had one piece of technology essentially, and it was the data management system. So whether they used uh, at that time Reynolds or CDK or Dealer Track or any number of smaller DMS options, that's what they had. That's how they ran their business. And then one day, uh, CRMs were added to the fold. And initially, these came by virtue of the DMS companies, but later on, Um, we started to see those proliferate. And today, um, there's dozens of different uh, CRM options out there for dealerships. Since then, especially over the last 10, 15 years, uh, it seems like technology is going the way of the jackrabbit. And it just seems like every time we turn around, we're hearing about one, two, three, five, or many, many more new entries to um, the technology landscape. And you know, here's the thing, here's the reality. Um, in almost every case, um, they are, I, well, I should back up. In every case, somebody or more than one person in those organizations um, had it in their mind to solve a significant problem, a challenge in the industry. And in most cases, they actually do. Now, this is, of course, dependent on utilization. It's dependent on execution. But what I want to talk to you about today is that despite the fact that dealerships have gone from having just one piece of tech, the DMS, to two, CRM, and now most dealerships you'll find have 8, 10, 12, 15 or more third-party solutions in their dealerships. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is no matter what we put in our dealerships, I would assert that there are three things that tech simply can't do. And that's what I want to focus on today. That's what I want to discuss with you. And so here's the three things. I'm going to jump right into it. Number one, first and foremost, every top performing business, every top performing dealership relies on one thing above everything else. And that's their people. It's their talent. It's human capital. We hear a lot these days about the business capital, right? about capital expenditures, about capital infused for growth. But the most important capital in any business, I would assert, is their human capital. It is indeed their people. And no matter what type of technology or how much technology you put into a dealership or business, it will never solve for the biggest opportunity area in the organization or frankly in our industry. And that's talent. 
you know, for years and even for decades, we've heard about dealerships say how difficult it is to attract talent, especially technicians. You'll hear that all the time. But let's be honest, every dealership or nearly every dealership, if they had the ability, they would attract even a higher level of talent. They would seek out and want to grow their organizations with the best talent, especially if they're one of those organizations who are part of the consolidator movement that want to go and acquire more stores. Well, that requires talent, that requires people. It requires that we build a bench. And the reason why, obviously, I start with this is because people, they're the face of your organization. You know, when your clients, your customers, your prospects, when they think about your business, when somebody mentions the name of your business, they immediately associate your business with somebody that works in your business. Each and every one of those people that is client-facing, customer-facing, prospect-facing are indeed the face of your business. And so that's incredibly important. Secondly, they, like you, they want to grow. They want to get better. They want to improve their income, and they want to do what's in their intelligent best interest. And what is that? Well, they want to associate themselves with a company that's going to provide them not just an opportunity today, but greater opportunities, additional opportunities down the line. Next, they also want to make a contribution, and they love, especially Gen Z and millennials, maybe more than any generation before them. They love being part of a company that wants to do that as well, a company that wants to make a contribution in their own community. You know, one of the greatest things about dealers, locally owned dealers, is that they tend to get embedded at a deeper level in their communities. And that's important. If you're not talking about that with your people or with prospective associates that you're looking to hire, I think that's a mistake. It's an oversight. And last but not least, and maybe most importantly, they really want to feel good. Scratch that. They want to feel great about where they work. You know, think about this. How many times does an associate in a dealership go out and socialize? Whether they're single or whether they're married, whether they go out by themselves or in a group. At some point, if they meet somebody, you know, there's only a handful of questions that people ask when they first meet somebody new, right? Where do you live? What do you do? And when they ask that question, either our associates are going to feel excited. They're waiting for that question to get served up because they're excited about the answer. They're excited to say where they work and what they do, or they're not. But whichever one it is, technology can't solve for that. Technology can make their jobs potentially easier, And it can make them harder. But no matter what any specific solution does or endeavors to do, it will not solve for the need to attract, develop, and retain great talent. It could actually keep them from even considering your organization as an option. Why? Because every associate, again, especially those millennials or Gen Zs, They want the technology that resonates with them. Think about the technology they interact with every single day of their life. You know, it's said that the average person these days has north of 12, 14 hours or more of screen time. Now, that may be gaming, it may be streaming, it may be work, it may be social media, it may be something else. 
but they're used to interacting with what 20 years ago probably would have been the most powerful computer on earth. So if they happen to go to your store and they log on for the first time and they see a green screen or a white screen or a DOS environment or something that looks like it was built in the 80s or any year before they were born, think about that. Just think about this for a minute. Think about somebody who's 25 years old who was born in the late 90s or even in the year 2000. If the tech that's being deployed in your organization looks like it was created at that time or before, it's probably not going to resonate with them any more than the music from that era did. So, I mean, ask any kid today who's 18, 20 years old about Madonna or about the Beatles or about Michael Jackson, and you may get a dumbfounded look uh, staring back at you. Technology is no different. They're going to want something that resonates, that feels easy, that feels seamless. They're always constantly thinking about the future, their future. And they're thinking about their place in the future. So consider this also. If the technology that's being utilized in a store doesn't seem like it has a place in the future, it probably means they don't have a place in the future with your organization. You know, it's interesting. While dealerships, we have been challenged, struggled to find great talent, to have people come on board to be technicians, service advisors, salespeople, and other positions. You look at companies like Techion or Tesla or Rivian or others within the automotive space, and lo and behold, you're going to find Gen Z employees and millennial employees. You're going to find a greater number of those employees by a long shot than you're going to find Gen X or baby boomers. And what does that tell you? It tells you that's what they perceive the future to be. That's where they perceive they belong. And you may say, hey, that's just because it's a corporation. It's not that that corporation is offering up ping pong tables or free meals or other things. Just that they feel like they belong. They feel like they fit in that culture. So that's what we're going to talk about next is culture. The second thing that technology cannot fix, cannot do, is to create a great culture. Every business also must develop several types of culture in order to achieve the highest level of client retention, which is advocacy. Think about this. Somebody goes from being perhaps a prospect, strike that, a suspect, to a prospect, to a customer, to a client, to an advocate, or rather a champion, and then an advocate. And that's what we want. That's what we need to grow our organizations in the long term. These are no ordinary customers who simply transact for service or parts or sales. They are also much more than just a great client who's going to buy from you again. These are the Carl Sewell customer for life, Ken Blanchard, raving fan, full-blown champions and advocates of your business. They don't just buy from you. They amplify you. They promote you. And yes, they even sell for you. No commission required. Think of Amazon. Think of Soul Cadillac. Think of Apple and any and every other great business whose clients take on almost a cult-like admiration and love for their company. You want that. You need that. Why? Number one, think about a company like Tesla, 
who sold almost $200 billion in revenue in just the last four years with zero advertising. While their competitors spend two to $4 billion, some of them every year for advertising to sell their products. Second thing, I want you to think about companies like Delta, Apple, Coca-Cola, and even companies, great dealerships within our industry like Bozard Ford that has incredible retention. We're talking 80% plus retention. Michael Poro down at Honda World. Yeah, Michael Poro too. Less than 10% turnover. They're not wasting money on recruiting. They're not wasting money on onboarding, on background checks, and on disruptions and interruptions to performance, productivity, and culture. They're not because they're fully committed to having a great culture. So you have to develop an obsession, not an interest, not a focus, but an absolute obsession with your associate culture, your client culture, your sales culture, meaning how easy is it? Do you make it? How easy do you make it? Anybody to do business with you. And yes, even your profit culture. People want to be on a winning team. You do too. And low profit and no profit organizations by no means are winning teams. So all of these culture, profit, sales, work, associate, client culture, they're all critically important. And the technology that you use can negatively or positively impact work culture, but it certainly can't create a great collective culture for you. One side note though, I want to reiterate this. As I said, if you're utilizing old, outdated, antiquated technology, if that's what you're using in your organization, you may never attract all of the newest entries to our workforce. Give this great thought before you make a decision about which DMS or which CRM or other solutions that you're going to align yourself and your organization with in the future, because it can have an awful lot to do with your success. And number three, I also want to talk about associate development. We talked about people. We talked about culture. Most dealerships, when they think about new associates, they tend to think in terms of, hey, how can I replace this tech, this service advisor, this salesperson, this manager? How do I replace somebody? But they tend to give a lot less thought to how do I keep my current team engaged? How do I keep them interested? How do I keep them excited and fully committed to a long term career with my company. The truth is, in addition to your people and your culture, associate development will be the third leg of this stool, a stool of any highly successful organization. A very, very small percentage of dealerships have daily training programs, very few. Very few even have monthly training programs. Fewer still have a full-time associate development manager or training manager. Fewer still have created career paths in writing or offer mentoring programs or any form of senior associate or junior management programs. Yet every top dealership in the country, I'm not talking about somebody who is the top new car, used car dealership this month, next month, maybe a few months of the year. No, I am talking about the titans of our industry. I'm talking about their organizations, those perennial powerhouses 
the ones that don't care what economy, what interest rate, what OEM programs or anything else, we are going to dominate no matter what is going on around us. What happens in their store is driven by internal forces, not external forces. And that takes a commitment to associate development. They hire to upgrade. They don't hire just to replace somebody. They relentlessly pursue the best of the best. They pursue the person, not just a person. They are the managers who are committed to only hiring those who are smarter and better than them. They give more commitment to the growth and success of their associates than they oftentimes ask from those associates. And they are the organizations you can count on growing each and every year. They'll grow their sales, they'll grow their revenue, they'll grow their profit, and they'll grow their locations. And because they've built a bench of consistently great performers through their development programs, they never, ever have to hesitate about adding a new dealership, taking advantage of a new opportunity to add to their organization, their group, because they have the ability to take somebody or someone's multiple people within their, their, organ existing, their existing organization, I'm sorry, to successfully infuse the DNA of their company to ensure a smooth transition. I can't help but think of organizations like CMA, Carter Meyer, and Liza Borges and her team of incredible professionals who every day are dedicated to making certain that they're always in position to create opportunities for their people to move their lives forward and to grow their organization. You may notice that once again, I, I said it during people, I said it during culture, but you may notice I never mentioned tech or solutions when it comes to associate development. And it's because again, it won't do it for you. It can't simply can't. You and your leadership team must do that. In fact, you have to do exactly that. You must lead. The good news is if you do this and you have great technology, it will make a great team even better. So let me recap. Number one, number one thing that technology can't do is solve the talent dilemma. Number two, it cannot create great culture. And number three, it cannot replace you and your leadership team or substitute to create associate development. The wrong tech stack, one with little or no integrations, one that creates friction for associates, makes their job harder, doesn't contribute to better client interactions, can certainly exacerbate issues for stores, while a fully integrated, modern tech stack can contribute to better workflows, less friction for associates and clients, and higher performance. But when it comes to solving the talent dilemma, when it comes to the need to create a legendary culture or develop good into great, it can't do that, no matter what it says on any product website. Thanks for taking the time to join me. You can go to www.davidspizak.com to find additional episodes, over 100 episodes uh, right now, and most of them are automotive-specific and some are entrepreneur-specific. Um, I would love it if you shared 
uh, subscribed or downloaded this episode, share it out with somebody. If they're thinking about things like culture, development, or adding to their people, their talent. And I would love any review you could write, good, bad, or ugly. I appreciate them all. Well, until next time, I want to thank you again for giving me your time and joining me today on The David Spiesek Show. Thanks so much. You've been listening to The David Spiesek Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens. Thank you.